Welcome to HeroClix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shay McClure, bringing you the meta-casual perspective on HeroClix. I'll be sharing my insights, thoughts, and experiences with other players who love this awesome game at all levels just like I do. Whether you're playing a casual home game, local tournament, or at a regional or national event, taking on the latest meta team, this is a podcast for you. All comments, suggestions, or questions can be directed to our email at lostinclicks at gmail.com. That is L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Also, you can private message me on AC Realms under the ID of Colossus TN. Or you can go to our Facebook page of HeroClix Borderlands, where you can message me or just read the latest articles and videos I've run across about this wonderful game. Also on YouTube, I have started my own channel of HeroClix Borderlands, where I've just started a new series called Lost in Clicks. Please check those videos out. I'm up to episode two, where I either try to show you some fun ways to look at figures or some strategies of the game. Now, this is episode 030. That's episode 30, and it is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yes, we are going to meet a real-life Indiana Jones whose crusade is to bring other players into the game and to find uses for figures other people would throw in the trash. And yes, it's Brett from the T3 podcast. So let's just join in with my conversation with him and find out what he can share with us to make our game better. All right, here are Clixers. I'm here with Brett Conkey Weevil House. Hopefully I got that right. He is from the T3 podcast. Did I do a good job with it? Yeah, that was perfect. All right, and he is joined. That they changed to whatever it is now. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. so uh, he's here with us. He's going to go over some great things with him, but first we want to get to know him. So we've got 12 questions, two six-packs of questions. That's two, a critical hit of questions for you to answer, Brett, so we can get to know you a little bit better. So you ready? Yeah. So, right, so we'll go with I'll, – I'll, I'll read the first question, and you tell me what it is. I mean, what your answer is, okay? Okay, when did you start playing the game? What's it? I started playing, let me look it up, in 2002 with the very first set of Hero Clicks, which is Infinity Challenge. Oh, very, you're an old, old guard like me. I'm a veteran. I am, I am back when, you know, uh, Fire Lord was a, was a thing and um, what they were doing. Yeah. I was the Fire 10. Lord cheese. Fire yeah. Lord cheese right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got a guy who actually knows what no action after taxi where it originated at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. so when you used to carry out with like a small flyer and then and then just wait to see if you survived and then smash people. Yeah, no. Taxis were a thing back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Carry somebody out, and then they got to move again. So that's just crazy. So, all right, how did you get started? Want to answer number two? How did you get started? So this will be interesting. You were in on the alpha stuff. So how did you get going? Walked into my local comic shop, and they had these figurines, and they looked really cool. I had no idea what they were. I bought a pack. I got like a vet saber tooth out of it, um, and a hydra agent, and they were like my favorite things, you know, as like a nine year old kid. And then um, a couple months later, I was probably a little bit older, and uh, I walked back in. I wanted to know what they did, and then it turned out that I had like this, uh, I had like this uh, uh, experience Ultron. And that, that thing was super good. And I was like, all right, time to learn how to play. And from there, I pretty much spent like 60% of every Saturday of my life at a comic shop in, in some way, you know. 
Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool. So, so you, third question was, what was the first figure you pulled? But you already answered that. It yeah. was the, the, the vet, and what do Vet Sabretooth was vet that, Sabretooth. Yeah. I think I pulled a Wolverine also, but. Oh, that's awesome. It was like a rookie. Yeah. No, I didn't really know who they were at first. I, kn- I knew nothing. Like, honestly, I learned more about comic books from playing this game and talking to guys who knew what they were talking about than I ever did reading comic books. Like, most of my comic book knowledge is about talking to people. It's great. Oh, cool. So, so you know what REV is. You know, a lot of players don't, but you, you were a part of the REV tradition. Yes. Oh, yeah. They're like, what are these colors on the cards? Why is he yellow, red, and blue? <laughs> rookie that experience bro what are you talking about all right all right hey, we got number four and this is going to be a different type of question the big thing right now is you know howard brock made his announcement that they're going to start doing some rock online tournaments i want you i want your opinion on do you think those will be successful why or why not honestly i didn't really know um i didn't know anything about them until i went to worlds this last year and i was talking to a player there who's like yeah i've been practicing a lot of teams online and the format there is just so different and i was like how does that work and he's like well they're longer games you get extra time because there's a lot of lag and information skipping between and uh you have to have pretty much every single map and you have to kind of know what you're doing and uh, um there's a judge in every map, and so it's slow. But I think it gives the opportunity for the game to really develop. Um, T3 doesn't just do hero clicks; We do other games, and one of the games has an online thing for Tabletop Simulator. And it gave me this idea is that if someone makes a really simple, very simple, it doesn't need to be 3D models, it doesn't need to be anything, it just needs to be a gridded map with some colors and then a representation of what characters they are, we could play online and test out these teams ideas all across the world. And I would do that hundred percent, you know, it just, someone has to put the effort in to, to make that possible. Do I believe online tournaments will be successful? No. And the reason only is, is I don't think there's going to be enough people. I don't think, I don't think the word will get out big enough. I want it to work. I hope it works, but I don't think there's going to be enough people, not from just the ROC, like, like a couple of groups will have to do it for it to work. Uh, you think it's just going to be too much time and effort into it to get it. I mean, like now you show up at a tournament and you kind of run it in a kind yeah. of organic sense. And now it's going to be kind of more like scheduled times and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't actually think the time scheduling will, will actually hurt it that much as a hero player. You kind of like, okay, my entire day is set up to this event, you know? And so we're already used to was wasting time anyways. Um, That's true. <laughs> so I don't think time is the issue. I just don't think there's going to be enough people who are aware and want to like put their neck out to try it. I'll probably try it. That sounds awesome to me. You know, if I get a couple games out of this tournament thing, I don't even care. You know, it sounds good to me. Um, I can't wait to find out more about this. this is actually my first time hearing that the RO that, uh, that, that he's going to do the ROC online. So I'm, I'm excited. I hope it works, but I, I just can't imagine too many people sticking their necks out to finish it, you know, make it good. Yeah. And I, I don't know, uh, you know, uh, on AC realms, they have an open OHC. That's a online version of it, but it needs a server to house it. And then D 20 roll D 20. Some people have experimented with that, which is a flat simulator and they've uploaded some maps. It's not as pretty. And I have personally done, <clears throat> excuse me i've done personally 
where I just set up a camera and I have a proxy team and I, I have my team and I have the map and we kind of go through it that way. I'll live on yeah. like a Google hangout. Kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. But and that's, that's how I imagine they'll do it for this tournament is, is what you just did right there. That'll probably be the easiest way to do it. Get it set up really quick and be able to go. All right. So let's go to five. And we're almost through this dice of question. Die of question, actually, is where you say it. What is your favorite power in Heroclix and why? Oh, man. Um, what era? You know, before I <laughs> before I was 16, I would have said Super Strength. When I was 16, it was Stealth. Uh, now, as of right now, my favorite power is... Out. No, I don't want to say that. Shape change. Shape wow. change. Fun. Nothing Nothing is quite as satisfying as hitting that six on a shape change roll and just staring at your opponent going, shaking their head like, man, I don't even get to roll for attack. <laughs> what? You're a tree now and I don't get to attack you? <laughs> so, so you must be a fan of the mirror. Oh, I love the mirror. The mirror is amazing. It's this kind of curse. Everyone who uses the mirror is like, it always breaks. Like I've gone so many games where I rolled shape change and never seen a one or a two ever, like 10 shape change rolls. I don't always hit, but I don't see ones and twos, but you play the mirror and you're like, ah, oh, your second shape change, you're like a one. And you're like, are you kidding me? Really? All right. Yeah. So, uh, Honestly, I think that mirror, I think next year some pieces are going to come out and people are going to forget about the mirror and the mirror is going to make a comeback and it's going to be this big old like, well, you're not going to touch me because no one has Battle Fury anymore. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, you give the right power cosmic character and he's annoying as hell. <laughs> yeah you gotta the mirror should be fun especially for people who love shape change like you and that's interesting i wouldn't say anybody's ever said shape change is their favorite power but so i can tell you like annoying powers yeah i, I like to be annoying i mean it, if, if playing the game is difficult for you you're probably playing me um yeah cool. i like to hit okay hard and i like not to be touched so i mean Super strength to self to shape change. It kind of tells you where I'm at, you know. You don't. Or pulse wave. No. Uh, you, you, you like to hit hard. You don't like to be seen. And you like to be left alone. Okay. We got that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's finish out this dive questions. And this is, what is your nickname and how did you get it? So I have, I have two nicknames. Um, um, the first one is Cheater. Um because uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> um, I'm always the guy who never finishes reading the sentence. And so it's not like I'm going to events and cheating. No, I'm that guy who I show up in an event and I play like Despotelis. And I think that Despotelis can just move anywhere and kill anybody. And I play a whole first game doing that. And like that guy's broken and no one reads the card because I didn't finish reading my last sentence. And then I play my friend and he's like, that's too broken. Let me see that card. And we've gone halfway through the game. And he's like, that's, that's not how that works. And I'm like, Oh, my bad. And then, so, you know, <laughs> I'm cheating and, and I mess somebody else's game up. And so it's like, it's always an accident. Like everywhere I go is always, if I cheat and I get caught cheating, I owe everyone in the store a soda. How many times have you paid that? 
Um, I try to not talk after I cheat, so no one needs it. So I, I'll just leave. You know, I just like, oh yeah, I'll go get the money now. <laughs> so what's your other nickname? So uh, uh, we did an episode on Google Hangouts uh, with uh, 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 Married with Clicks right before the World Championships with a bunch of players on, and I have my long hair, and Aaron Cantu called me the most beautiful man in Hero Clicks, and I love it. I think it's so funny. So I like I like to tell people the most beautiful man in Hero Clicks. I got I got my wavy hair, you know. So, I mean, profiling. Yeah, it's profile. Yeah, it's great. It's amazing. <laughs> I watched that that uh, actual Google Hangout. That was, that was awesome. You and Symbio on there. All right, let's go to the second dice of question. What is your biggest accomplishment? Um, in Hero Clicks, of course. Um, of course. In Hero Clicks, it's making it to Worlds. Actually, was really really fun. Um, I didn't place this. I didn't place pretty much at all in Worlds. I did place uh, the top twenty five in Nationals. Um which was awesome, but just the event, uh, the event itself worlds getting to finally go like, that's been a dream of mine for a while now. And um, I definitely plan on going again um, as long as funds don't get in the way, you know, it's, it was probably one of the most enjoyable days of my life was getting to play clicks with the best of the best and having fun. Oh, yeah. I, I was there at Worlds, and I told Symbio that. I, I saw y'all there. I meant to go up and say hi. Huh? I should have. I mean, like, we meet so many people. And, like, honestly, before I went there, I didn't even know that people watched my show. I was like, yeah. They're like, you're from G3. And I'm like, what? You know who I am? Like, this is weird. I feel, I feel famous all of a sudden, but there's no cameras. It's, it's, it's weird. It's definitely weird. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I know – Y'all played in the team championships, which I, I, I love that format. That's probably one of the best formats. I always recommend somebody go there with their friends, play that format. It's, it's low-key. You know, I think it's a little bit more low-key, but it's a lot of fun. So I, I didn't lose a single one of my matches in teams. And it wow. was just like, my team didn't have a very good team. You know, like, I mean, I beat the Dormammu. Like, someone pulled the Dormammu Luki duo, duo and I beat it. Like, bull, I BS the whole game and I won. And then wow. they both, and I was like, okay, we're not, we're not making it, but, you know, I'm doing good. So we're just going to keep trucking along. But it's <laughs> And the, the concept, you think it's really easy to build teams with your friends, but you never get what you're expecting. And you're like, oh man, that's tough. Like it's it's definitely really tough. And that, and you also have to kind of tailor the teams to people's play styles. You know, yeah. sometimes you'll yeah. get the play style you want. So, yeah. hey, we're gonna move on. Second yeah. question of this, of this dice is, what is your favorite thing about the HeroClix community? <laughs> Opening packs. The other day, we uh, we knew some chases were in some stuff. And so everybody's opening packs and we're all freaking out over like a piece of plastic and community <laughs> is always the best. Like when I was a kid, we've always made this joke. You want to clean up your city. You want them to stop doing drugs. Have them open a pack of hero clicks is nothing is more addictive for a group of people than to open hero clicks packs. So that's what I love. I love opening packs. Like if there was a tournament, just about like who could open the best stuff. Like I would, I'd just be like, yeah, let's do it guys. Let's open stuff. 
for now, sure. I was, at a, uh, I was at a venue yesterday and he had packs for sale and I was just looking for packs to, to buy and open. I was like, oh yeah, let me give me some more Mighty Thor, even though I have a lot. Uh, why not? I want to see what's in it. It's like gambling. <laughs> yeah, it's very, like if you if you're addicted to gambling, then HeroClix is the game for you. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so number three, and this is big. I've started this. My podcast kind of changed, and every guest I have on, they get to choose which Illuminati they would be. So, like the, if you can, like like uh, Iron Man, uh, what was it? Uh, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, uh, Mister Fantastic, Black Panther is on there. Namor's been on there. It's a huge list of different ones that have been on there. So, which one would you be if you had to choose an Illuminati? One of these high-powered Marvel characters, who would it be? Wrong answer. I'm gonna say the Hulk. He's not actually part of it. But my favorite story is is uh, uh, Planet Hulk, and it starts off with the Illuminati sending off the Hulk. So I'm that guy who's never following what everybody else is doing. I'm always off in space doing my own thing and trying to make it work, and then uh, usually it fails. So you know. I'm I'm that Illuminati. I'm I'm the guy not following the plan at all. Um, <laughs> You're the problem, not the. <laughs> I'm the problem. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like that guy who signed up to be part of the Illuminati, but like his application just never made it there. <laughs> I love it. You're the whole guy. Get him out of here. <laughs> 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 All right, so we've got our Hulk now in the Illuminati. Now, number four, and I always ask this of all my guests, uh, are you a prob or perplexed man? I love this question. I love it. I love it. Uh, I would say throughout my entire history of of Hero Clicks, I'm a prob guy. I mean, I'm that guy who's played like eight probs. Like the other day, like with Odin Prime, Santana's like my favorite thing right now. Double prob? Yes, please. Um, I would say that everyone has to be a perplexed man right now. I mean, I definitely can't wait to play Zantana with Red uh, with Red Leader, but uh, everyone has to use perplexed right now. The meta is about having high stats at the perfect opportunity with the best power. And there's a lot of pickup power. There's a lot of ways to make sure you have whatever power you need. Like there's no safety from range or close attacks. Like you can protect one or the other, but you can't protect from both. Um, so prob is great, but it's not the focus right now. So everybody's a perplex man. You're not playing meta to meta hero clicks. If you're not a perplex man, but in my heart and my soul, prob is where it's at. I use prob. I use the catchphrase prob in real life. Oh, uh, you're the guy that brought KC Flash when he had the 20 defense with like five probers so that nobody ever hit that guy. No, no, no. So I'm the guy who beats that guy by playing more probs than my opponent. I play Mixie <laughs> Pitalek. And I'm like, you can't see Mixie Pitalek, uh, so you can't prob him, but I can change this dice attack whenever I want. Oh, look at that. You hit your shape change roll. No, you didn't because Mixie can fix that. So... Yeah, I like to I like to mess with. Also, also my best friend who I got in Hero Clicks, he misses all, all of his attacks, and if he ever hits, you just prob it and it's guaranteed miss. So it's like the best thing ever just to troll him with like twenty probers and be like, you know, you lose. He's like, Man, I hate you. <laughs> Is that what you go for? That statement. Yeah, yeah. that's why you're the Hulk. That's why, <laughs> no one likes me. Everybody likes me. When I'm not playing Hero Clicks. Outside of the match, I'm Bruce Banner. 
inside the match, I'm the Hulk, you know. There you go. All right, so we're going to move on. So the fifth question of the second dice is, what is your favorite type of team to play? I like to, I like to hit hard. I like to alpha strike. When I got into competitive hero clicks, it was all about Ghost Rider. It was all about mass long TK. It was all about hit hard, kill the biggest thing out, and you win. And where I grew up, killing the temple is the strategy. And and so it was hard. It's been hard to adjust because um, a lot of it is you can't kill my temple anyways, and I'm trying to do that. So, I mean, one of my favorite teams of all time when Nick Fury was this big monster was a, a Red Sun Wonder Woman team that is all about murdering oh, yeah. Nick Fury in one shot and being like, you can't handle this. So if I can overwhelm you with damage before you even can touch me, then I'm doing my goal. And uh, that's what I try to do. That's what I build. I would say that I'm probably better at playing um, defensive teams, but that's not like what I like to do. Yeah. And I'm, I'm trying to think we sit here and say that red sun team, but that red sun team was viable just a year ago. Yeah. That's super. That was, I was playing it with um, Mixie Pitalak. Star labs recruit for TK. And what else was I playing? I think, I think it was a four man team. I can't remember. There's definitely some ID cards on there. But oh, I ended yeah. up a team up to Shazam instead of Red Wonder Woman. Um, I needed the extra movement for the attack. Okay. But, that makes sense. Oh, it was a um, Rainbow Raider. Wow. That is yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Running the Rainbow Guy? Yeah, Rainbow Raider with Red Sun Wonder Woman. And then what happens is if they're trying to attack Mixie Pitalak or Ram- Rainbow Raider, you've picked the right powers. They get minus two of their attack and damage value. They can't even like hurt people. And so they, and then you just ring Red Sun Wonder Woman in and out of the map to smack people. You are evil. And- <laughs> hey, so let's go to the last question. This is always an interesting question. If you won the right. world championships, as you know, you get to design your own figure with with uh, WizKid. So, what figure would you dis- design? Maestro. How would you describe it? Maestro. Which one? Sorry, Maestro. They just made a Maestro recently, but a friend of mine made a sculpt of a Maestro, and it's so gorgeous. And I told him when I was a little kid, I told him like this piece has been like sitting on a shelf for years. I told him that if I ever won, that that is the piece I'm going to make. And so that's what I've been trying to do for years now is to get this Maestro sculpt onto the market so people can see it. Um, And I think it's great. And I love the Hulk. And so it fits my favorite character. And so that's, that's what I would win. You know, there's obviously like a lot of other ideas. The, my backup guy is Sandman from Vertigo because I think that universe would be cool to have in hero clicks. But Maestro has been like my childhood dream. So I'm still going for it. It's going to happen one day. Hey, I, I believe it. And you would you do anything a little bit different with Maestro? Or do you like the current like, version? I don't like any of the current versions. I don't think that they've ever done him appropriate. Maestro, Heroclix isn't about just being the beast who can fight everybody. Because every time they do like a big hit, a big character who fights everybody, he always gets out-actioned. And I think a Maestro-type character needs to be able to like – 
ignore that part of the game. He needs to be able to get around it. He needs to be a one-man army, but you can play him with other pieces, you know. Um, but he, and Maestro is the guy who beat everybody. That's the universe he comes from. He beat everybody. So we want a team where he has the opportunity to do that. So I don't know how I would do it now with the current gameplay. Um, but I think, you, I think could, it should be difficult. He, so, should, he should be ganged up by, by multiple attackers. You know, you were sitting there saying that, and I had an instant idea. If you could run a Maestro like the uh, World's Finest KC figures, have him one-click where he's, uh, like, behind the scenes, and then he can pop onto his last click, which could be... Last click? That might work. You know, um... I think I think if you do that, you have to do other characters who do that with. And so the only problem is, is I think you would end up doing. Um, he would be like a chase, and a bunch of other chases would be like him. Yeah, I, I can see that. I was just thinking that'd be neat because that would show him behind the scenes, kind of manipulating. Yeah, people don't realize how like how much because he is the king. You know, he's you know he's doing his thing. He is manipulating a whole bunch of stuff. Or, or you could run him like Mephisto. Like Mephisto, maybe with like a like where he's not doing like an activation click. Yeah, I, an activation click would be very Hulk esque. That's very classic Hulk for sure. It's it'd be tough. I'd have to think about it long and hard because like you know I've had ideas in the past, but I don't think they fit anymore. So I definitely I, here's have to, the thing. Let's hope you win because I'd love yeah. to see that figure. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think I think I've posted it onto the T three podcast. Uh, if I haven't, I'll go do that. Um, it's a gorgeous sculpt. I love it. There's nothing wrong about it. It's awesome. beautiful. You should do that. And you know what? Bringing up T three, I just wanted to take a second and talk about T three. It's a great podcast. I got introduced to it maybe a year and a half ago. Started listening yeah. to you guys, and I love that y'all do a lot of different games. You know, it's not just yes. your clicks. It's Destiny. That's the big thing. It always gets me interested in, in it. Star Wars Destiny. I always mm-hmm. think about that. Y'all talk about Pokemon too, and great group of guys. Uh, and y'all do the videos. So, uh, how'd you get started with T three? Um, man, I don't even remember how we started anymore. I I remember we were sitting around, we're like. Someone was like, "Oh man, these guys do podcasts. We should do an episode. That would be really fun." And I was like, "Yeah, we should do an episode." And then it came aside. So we're going to do episodes. I was like, well, if we're going to do this, we should really do it. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, we should buy a mic. We should all pitch in and our, we should come up with a name and we should record like every other weekend. And they're like, okay. I'm like, what are, what are we all available? And they're all like, okay. So we come up with a schedule and I'm like, what are we going to call ourselves? And we're Chico clicks and they're like all these different things. I'm like, no, but we're not all Chico. And I'm like, some of us, you know, some a bunch of us actually live outside the town. So I'm like, well, what about like tabletop talk? Because when we don't just all play hero clicks, we play a lot of games. And they're like, well, tabletop talk is a thing. And I'm like, T3, the three T's for tabletop talk. And that's where T3 comes from, is I'm the guy who came up with the title. Um, T3 is tabletop talk. And that's what we do. We sit at a table and we talk about tabletop games which is a lot of the word table in there, but um, 
Hey, I, I think that's awesome, and that's a great start. And I, I know y'all have inspired me to start podcasting. I started it, and you and Rule, Rule of Three. I mean, we're listening to y'all, and you go, "Hey, you know, or get a microphone. Let's just see what happens." You know, I'm 30 episodes in. That's awesome. I love it because, like, honestly, there's like our our structure for T3 is there is no real structure. I, you just want to hear yourself and hear other people hear you talk. So. I love it. I love, I love the new era of hero clicks where everyone's got a mic and everyone's like socially interacting with each other and like talking to each other. It's been great. Oh, it is. I mean, I just looked the other day and like, if you look at YouTube, the expansion of how many people are out there putting out YouTube content, showing games and all that. Oh yeah. We're slowly taking over the internet very slowly, but you know, one poison. Hey, Mm, right <laughs> yeah, that's it yeah we, we're just a little micro changes there, there we go um so i don't know if everybody knows but you're, you're a brand new father i mean how old is your baby daughter my baby was born the 11th 11th of last month so well, it's the 26th she will be two months in like a week and a half two weeks from now three weeks from now yeah. it's it's been great. I love it. I I mean, I know every dad's like, oh, I love being a dad. And I'm like, no, I love being a dad. I don't know how to out love you being a dad, but that's how I do it. And I, I can't wait until I teach her to play hero clicks. I, I like the day she was born. I've been telling everybody future world champion, a hero clicks right here. She has no idea what's going on. You know, she's bobbing her head and looking for milk. And I'm like hero clicks champion what's going on <laughs> then before she goes to school let's go over the maps again honey where can we place <laughs> remember hypersonic speed is not the end all to end all you can take a hit you can take a hit <laughs> there you go all right um how, has that impacted your hero clicks play having a child yes sorry yes. Very, very much so. Um, it's, you know, having a newborn is, is made time a little bit hard um, to go and play, but that's okay. You know, like uh, I'm just going to keep up with where I can and um, play with what I got until things slow down and I can start getting back into it. Um, I don't think I'll ever leave the community, like take a break. I think I'll be able to play every couple weeks, you know, or, or at least stop by and watch people play and talk about the game. Um, but like, I haven't been on the podcast in, in a while now. I've missed the last couple episodes for sure. Um, it's different. It's different as a gamer. It's different. It's not bad. It's just different. Um, yeah, I definitely say it slowed me down. Right. Well, I, I do slow. know. I'm sorry. I, I do know a lot of our listeners are, are have families and stuff like that. And, you know, that's part of it. You just got to kind of work around everything and you try to schedule stuff and you do the best you can and, you know, yeah, you stay I definitely, active. I definitely asked a lot of the dads out there how they stay into it. And uh, if there's any mothers playing, I definitely want to hear, like, how you get your kids into the game, you know. I want to hear from moms out there. I would definitely love to hear. Like, that's why I love Mary with Clicks because it's just, like, it's the, the husband and the wife playing and I like the the combination, you know, and, I definitely like to hear some more moms out there playing hero clicks. That would be really cool for sure. Oh yeah. You, you want to be like a, who's it? Ed Berkowitz. Who's raised up a Isaac. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Isaac is my favorite hero clicks player right now. Like if he, 
if we can pretend that like fantasy football is just really hero like fantasy hero <laughs> Like my number one draft just because oh have you ever met the kid he's great he's fun he's enjoyable to play he's really good and he's like what is he like 12 or 13 now i mean yeah i don't even know if what, he's in he, high school yet this <laughs> is like they have these shirt that says um always be isaac or something like that like like a batman shirt like if you can be batman always be batman and it's instead it's just like always be isaac and i'm like that's perfect that's that's fatherhood right there is that's that's the goal <laughs> that's it and you have your perfect testing partner yes exactly <laughs> all right um here, here's a couple last questions uh you know you you are known for getting new players involved so i want to know how do you get them in i mean what tricks do you have how do you, how can you help us because we i've always said growing this game is really on the players it is. You know, it is. So, I mean, the the first thing that, that you do is you learn to you learn learn to teach people by teaching like a best friend. So, so grab your best friend and be like, hey man, just play this game with me. I'll teach you. You know, we'll have a, like a glass of beer or whatever you do. I don't care. Um, and just go through the rules and get someone who like likes strategy. People are like, oh no, man, this game's all about strategy, right? And then immediately take him to the shop after playing your first game. Like, oh man, this cool. This this can do this and this can do this. And you're like, yeah. Let me show you something. And hand them a pack of hero clicks. Buy it for them. Hand it to them. And if they don't get a super rare, buy another pack. And buy them another pack. Buy them a brick. You know. And let and then get super excited about the super rare, and they're hooked. It's every time. Like nothing gets people more into the game than pulling something they think that is amazing, and then letting them test it out. And the number one thing, and it's going to sound weird, always let them win. And don't let them win. Just understand that you're not going to win, you know. Um, so you, I, you, you play by the let the rookie win. I mean, I play by I wish I could beat the rookie on my first game, but it's never happened. I've never taught someone <laughs> clicks one just because I'm telling them all the things about the game. And so it distracts me. And at the same time, I don't, you know, I don't want them to miss out on something new they can learn. And so I always lose every single time. I've never won a game of hero clicks to someone who's just learning the game. Wow. Well, but that is it. You are distracted and you are trying to teach them. So usually you also give away what you're thinking too. Set up and you'll set up moves for yourself. So you're like, Oh, I placed my character here. And then you like, you maybe won't, you won't shoot the character because you want them to be able to like learn that power. So you let them shoot you and then you miss your shape change role, your super sense role and they hit a critical hit and it knocks your character off the building. And you're like, well, okay. I wanted you to shoot me, but not murder me. <laughs> yeah, really? That would be really helpful. I didn't shoot you, but no, it's great. It's fun. All right. So last thing, um, when I had Symbio on, yeah, they let us know about your cheating allegations. And I know you <laughs> you kind of went over that already. So do you have any response to that? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, just the other day, I cheated with Mangog. I thought Mangog <laughs> turning up his dial was a free action. It was a power action. Um, my cheating is ignorant. It's ignorance at its best. It's Heroclix ignorance. It's not reading the power till the very end right. everybody does it i just do it way more than everybody else like <laughs> every game like it's not even just hero clicks it's 
Pokemon, it's Star Wars, it's Dragon Ball Z, it's it's in D and D. I'll be like, oh, I'm gonna do this, and like Brett, you can't do that. And I'm like, oh, right. And they're like, there's Brett cheating again. And I'm like, God damn it. Listen, I'm gonna. I'm I'm gonna bet if I ever walk walked into your store and I was watching it, you're the guy. You'll sit there and go do something. I'll go show me the card. Show me the card. <laughs> show, me the <laughs> show me the card. I'm not gonna let you do it, Brett. Until you show me the card. <laughs> um, no, actually, the weird part is, is usually like I do it and then I catch myself. I'm always catching myself. Like I'll play a game and they're like, "Wait, are you allowed to do that?" And I'm like, "You know what? I don't know. I'll look the." Need the whole card, and then I'll shout out across the room. I'm sorry, I cheated. So and so, I should have done. <laughs> I did this instead, and they're like, "God darn it!" Ah. Oh, so it's always wow. fun. Whoever gets mad at me, so far, so far, no one's gotten mad at me. But it happens a lot. It does happen a lot. Well, you know what? That's that's the fun of being in a venue that you're in, and you're around a lot of friends and people who you know together. So it's, that's just that fun time. It's that fun camaraderie. <laughs> Oh yeah, like like if I ever cheat in like a, when I go somewhere else, I always like you know, that's where you drop out and you apologize and you tell the judge yourself. Like if I ever catch that I did something wrong in a game, then I tell the judge. You know, like, hey judge, I did this. You know, because it's not good for the community to try to hide that stuff. It's not politics. We're not we're not running for office. You know, we're playing a game and. The point of the game is not to be the best. It's to play against the best. And the only way you play against the best is if you play the game correctly and you play against somebody who knows everything going on. So, you know, if you're helping your opponent beat you, then you're a better player. And that's, that's it. If you're cheating in a game, then you're not getting any better. So why are you playing? All right. Sounds sounds all great. Sounds like a stand up guy. So Brett, if you face him across, you know if he does cheat, he will let the judge know. Yeah, for sure. Call me out and on he, it. Like don't don't think that I'm trying to slide. You point it out and I'll be like, Oh man, like I so sorry. I'll apologize immediately, you know. I don't want you to be mad that we're playing a hero clicks game. I want you to have fun. Um even if I'm playing dirt, you know, if I'm playing cheese. I'm trying to show you things. I'm not trying to ruin your day. As many ruin as many days as I have ruined, it's not because of cheating. It's because I didn't I didn't play uh, nice. I played dirty right. team. Okay, so you can understand that if you see him at Worlds, he might be sitting across from you with a dirty team, but he'll be nice and he won't cheat intentionally. <laughs> intentionally. <laughs> all right so we're gonna move on to the main topic locating the grill you know we're all looking for those figures that that nobody else is using that we can maybe get a handle on and give us an edge and i know you're the man uh, Am I? you're, you're I the man I... that can do it <laughs> after that build-up you've got to be you're the dr yeah. frankenstein that can find these pieces parts put them together and make something out of them i think I think a lot of it is it's really it's really hard to tell people what to look for when you're looking for pieces. It's easier to always just tell them what it is they, that they should be playing. Um, a lot of it is just playing through turns in your head, okay? And you're going to come across pieces that do nifty things, and you're just either going to have to test them out or, or play it in your head. And so I'm playing things in my head and I go, okay, I need this. I need a little bit of this. And I need a little bit of this. And can I survive this? And 
that's what it comes down to. And then you find these pieces and honestly, I'm like, most of the time, I don't even know if they work. I've played so many teams where um, I, I've built a team and I'm like, Oh, this is what the team does. Everybody like, Oh, this is going to work. Like I have this immortal team. And then I play and I'm like, that didn't work at all. Like I'm playing a common piece over here. Where I thought could like do everything. And I'm like, no, nah, Nope. Not at all. No, you, you don't, you think you've got it. You got a plan in your head. And then when it hits the mat, it doesn't work the way you thought it was, but that's part of testing. That's part of putting it together, you know? Um, and that's why I recommend for places, uh, for places that are doing, um, practicing modern play, we do a thing where we allow people to change their team. And that is the biggest thing. Cause like, who cares if you played three games in a row with a team that doesn't work, that's not practice. You know, practice should be, going over every move after a game and practice should be trying out a new move every game. And then, and then here's the biggest thing. Once you come up with your team, that is good. Like, Oh, like everybody agrees at the end of that match that works. You just need to practice more. That's the next stage. That's stage two. And that's where you stay with the same team. And this is the part where we suck. Like here in Chico, we never stay with the same team. We're always moving on to the next thing. And we're like, oh, I did it this time. I want something better. No, you need to practice that team better. And that that's the second stage. You know, like, you might find the biggest thing in the game and you might just overstep it because you didn't know it well enough. Yeah, it's the, it's the balance you have to have between being innovative and knowing your team really well, you know? And I, I know I'm always pushing myself to be the net to come up with something new, to come up with the next great thing. And I keep wanting to do that. But then I have learned at high, highly competitive tournaments, if you don't know your team really well, it can fall apart really quickly because you'll forget stuff and, you know, you won't run it the way you're supposed to. So it's the more practice you get. And I, I, I love what you said, and I never heard of that. So y'all actually have these tournaments or get-togethers where you're just practicing teams? And then you'll, like, go, okay. We have tournaments where the idea is we're playing modern competitive – and everybody brings three teams because you're going to play three games. And um, if you don't want to change your team, you don't have to. But your opponent will have had a changed team. And then sometimes what we do is, as I'll tell my opponent, I'm like, oh, we're playing modern competitive. Um, you already have your team. Can you play a different team for me? Can you play Nighthawk Unimine? Because I need practice against that team. And that's, that's stage three. Once you find your team, what, so you team build. And then you select a team and then you practice that team against the things you think you're going to have a hard time against. And that's perfect gameplay. That's perfect practice. Wow. That's awesome. That's great that you do it at a venue. So you're really not really, I, the way I understand it, you're putting a tournament together. It's tournament in name. Really y'all are just there to just test these ideas out and just, you know, nobody cares who wins. It's more about what teams work and how does everybody understand how their team works and, how, and what they could face. Exactly. That's awesome. I, I love that. And uh, I know you put together a list and you have this great list of, you know, these hidden secrets out there of stuff out there that we're not seeing that you think could be great. Um, I, let me ask you one last question before we jump into that list. Okay. Uh, me and my friend always, when we get, we both buy cases and what we do is we do a sealed booster draft and we go through our entire case. Like we, we choose two different boosters every, every night and we'll play. That's ends up fun. Being about 10 games. 
Yeah, and to me, that helps me learn a lot of pieces I would never play. And then after we do the sealed, we'll then and we do this online because he's in Indiana. Uh, <laughs> then we will like just start putting teams together with just a couple of sets. Like uh, right now, we're we're running our sealed on Harley Quinn, so we can get to know all the pieces. And then we'll run probably Harley Quinn and and uh, Thor as a competitive 300 we'll run any pieces out of those so yeah do you think that helps going through sealed events to kind of help you force you to use some pieces you wouldn't sealed it for me no but yes the the answer to your question is yes for me no i've been playing so long and i've been playing in the competitive scene and i've kind of gotten used to just picking out things that i know are bad you're not picking out things that you know are good you're picking out the trash like i can go through the whole harley set right now and tell you that I'm confident that only nine of these pieces in here. Oh, I like there's 10, there's kite man. Um, but there's most of the pieces in here are probably not competitive and I can pick them out. I could look at them. I can open asylum doctor and go, okay, he's not that great. No, but what really helps you out is that there's always a few gems that are hidden and like a good example is back in the day, a, a good gem that everybody loves to play. Now, everybody knows it now. Let's see if I can go to the right spot is overdrive. And I love overdrive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's an uncut. You know, you look at him at first thing like he's garbage. Wait a minute. No, he's not. And if someone hadn't played that character in sealed, I would never would have known that. And so sealed is important for the small little characters, you know, like, like the hidden little gems is as we call it. Um, the problem is, is that in sealed, you are not always going to have, like with your friend, what you're doing, that's fine because you're going to go through a whole booster. You're going to go through a whole brick and eventually you are going to hit pretty much every single character. That's awesome. Now in most sealed events, the other day I opened two packs of Harley and I got things that I'd already seen before. And I thought before, but um, I didn't really get to fight them toe to toe. I got to fight them with trash. And that's where sealed events are bad for competitive play and the aspect of constructed. Now, the good part about it is that sealed events are competitive play. You know, being a good player is learning how to play bad pieces or not as good pieces and figuring out how to beat better pieces than you. You know, if you can do that, you're a good player. If you can't do that, then you're learning to do that. That's the point of uh, sealed. Um I would say that most of the pieces that I pick out today are still rares and super rares and chases, you know, um, it's hard. It's hard to look back and look at common pieces and think this has potential for world championships. Um, and with, and I'm going to honestly say I'm a little upset with whiz kids right now. The last couple sets have not been, they have not been very overdrive friendly, in my opinion. Uh, Red Leader is, I guess, one of the only commons who I think is good out of the Thor set um, that has competitive play, but he's a prime. So, you know, Harley Quinn set, I don't see any commons in here that are super valuable. I think the best one that's in here is Big Tony for 15 Always. point per. Yeah, the 15-point yeah, perplex. Yeah. Only target adjacent friendly characters. He's got the underworld team ability and sidestep, but he's 15 points. So if you really need perplex, you know, there's Big Tony. 
And it's not it's not terrible to play, but he's not he's not amazing. Yeah, I can see that, and I agree with you. Uh, I had hope for uh, what was it, Cable and Deadpool. Yeah, you know, and we don't see him, but. I know you got a list. So why don't you kind of enlighten us? What what were some pieces you're seeing out there that you're not seeing hit? Yeah. So with the next couple months, these are pieces I think people are going to overlook that they shouldn't overlook. Uh, The first one is Swarm from Deadpool and the uh, uh, X-Forces. Swarm is, I believe, super rare. But the reason people are looking at him is what does he bring? Well, Swarm is undying tech. He says, unless the attack rolls this double, Swarm takes no more than one damage from the attack. He also has shape change and super senses. And each time he hits with an opposing character, uh, an opposing character after actions resolve, put a bee swarm by adjacent to that opposing character. He has a 10 range, nine attack, you know, and, and, and running shot. The point of Swarm is that he's undying tech and he's really, really hard to hit. The real only way you're going to kill Swarm is if they pulse wave him. Um, that being said, he's 120 points, and so he can actually call in some pretty big stuff. Um, you put the right entity on him, and you can give him impervious. He's got three of the big four. The, th- the four big defensive powers in the game are super senses, shape change, impervious, and invincible. Right. Three of the four, you're probably doing good. So he's a pretty easy pick for defensive piece, and only taking one damage is really, really good, and I don't see anybody playing him right now. So if you have a swarm team that you need, he's a good pick. The next one yeah. is the, the Punisher Van. Now, the Punisher Van has been in and out of competitive play, and he never gets to shine. And the only reason I'm putting him on the stage right now is I think he has a nasty little trick that he can do right now with – Green Lantern from Elseworlds where you could resurrect the van. And the reason I say that is because his last click has got that damage click where he ejects the pipe damage to everybody. Yeah, being able to do that twice, that'd be crazy. That's what I'm thinking. And and there's a lot of good characters there right now who could pilot. They could pilot and they have good stats, but they're they're cheap still. So I'm thinking the idea is that you put them in the van. The, the van flies around, smacks a few people, blows up. You resurrect the van. It blows up again, and you go for that instant kill because you can resurrect anywhere there's one of those markers. So as long as the van is in the perfect spot to finish off the rest of those kills and get points, it's done its job. I mean, that's six damage. Yeah, that, that's huge. That's, that's big right there. Yeah, I believe I believe that kills Nighthawk and that kills all the corners swarms around it, you know. So if you just fly the Punisher van up to like up to him and they kill it, and then you're like, perfect, everybody takes three damage, and they're like, Oh, cool. And then you fly, you sacrifice your own green man, you fly her in there, she resurrects it and it kills everybody else. You just you just took out the support. Yeah. Uh, the next piece what? that yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, was, I was just going to mention something. I was going to, I was going to comment on, on, on one thing. Uh, Swarm, I just want to step back to Swarm. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the one thing I really like about what you said with Swarm, and one thing I, I try to keep in mind, is he, he breaks a rule, he breaks something in the game. You know, 
not taking damage from attacks one damage from attacks is a rule breaking thing yes. you know kind of goes against the rules so he's doing something different nobody else is 120 points is a great point value when you're talking about nick fury call-ins yeah. all right 120 that gets that gets a lot of your great call-ins in and uh you can like you said he has two rollouts two rollouts that you know that's that 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 increases your odds of getting your rollout before before the before they even hit him they have to get past shape change and then they roll if it's not doubles he's only going to take one damage and then even that he can super sense it off you know so that's amazing you know there are three other or two other characters i could think of right now that are like that and that's scourge and kingpin um, the problem with Kingpin, he's too low of a points to call in other characters. The problem yeah. is Scourge, Scourge has to stay in that square. And um, the biggest threat to Scourge right now is Unimind, who can just mind control him and move him out of the square. This guy does it both. He does He's high enough points to call in big characters. And unless they hit doubles, you know, they're only going to do one damage. Give him prob. Oh, my God. Him with prob would be fun. Now, his weakness, though, is pulse wave yeah and you so, can say that for about every piece yeah both scourge and um kingpin uh maybe not kingpin i know scourge avoids pulse wave damage it would still only do one damage to scourge because his his can't be ignored or can't be avoided or something like well let me let me maybe before i lie to people <laughs> before you cheat let's just double check yes oh no i'm wrong I am wrong. So he can be pulse waved. He can be pulse waved. Maybe you, how was I using? I thought I don't think there's a lot of pulse wave right now. There's not, and 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 that's the other key. We don't have a lot of pulse wave. Maybe your pick power pieces, they're going to have the pulse wave. But and what I want to point about swarm, swarm does that. He has the ability to break something in the game and take advantage of it. Your Punisher van. What I love about that. It has the ability to bring a lot of high damage very quickly. Yes. You know? And so that's another thing. Do you have – does a piece – for its point value. I mean, six damage on his last click, and the van's only running you how much? How much is a van? And at its lowest is 75 points. And it can bring resources into a game. It can give you more objects. It can give you the rocket launcher, you know, um, yes. which I'll be back later on here in a bit. Yeah, and he, and and also once you get a pilot for it, it makes it even it makes it even more deadly, and it kind of protects the pilot a little bit, kind of like an armor for the pilot to get it somewhere. So, yeah, so the van is this high damage dealer brings a lot of stuff. So you you're gonna go on. I'm sorry I interrupt you. I just wanted to throw in my little comments about some stuff. But uh, so point out a lot. And so what what's your next figure? All right, so this is a piece that did see competitive play and does it now. And the only reason I'm bringing it up because I think it's a good chance against Unimind. Uh, Armageddon is a piece that's the shark that uh, give him a free action if he has two action tokens to make a close attack. Uh, he can use probability control. If he uses it normally, he can uh, use it twice return. So he starts with that. Uh, and he also starts with that, that move thing, the free action if he has two action tokens. Yeah, Unimind is in the- soaking up it- multiple attacks. Yeah, he's TMNT 2, is that right? Uh, he's from the second set, and he's also a super rare. A lot of super rares, unfortunately. Um, mm. The reason why he's so good 
he's a clutch play. If you build him with the right team and he can dish out a ton of damage and not die, then you do he's done what he needs to be doing, you know? Um Really, the thing is I want to see happen is if he plays on the right team, he might be able to get that three attacks off, and he might be able to chip away damage on Unimind. Um, and he's big, and he's got a lot of health. I think he's still limiting. I'm, I think we're waiting for the next set to come out to make him good. You know, we're waiting for the perfect support piece for him, and that's why we're not seeing him. But that's what brings me to the next piece, which is Worm. Worm, Worm, whatever. It's also a TMT piece. Um, it was almost played at the World Championships, and then it's it just not consistent enough. And I'm not going to read all of this stuff. But the whole point of this character is that he beasts up your characters randomly, and then he loses those tokens to do that. And then he says that um, he deals one unavoidable damage to each adjacent opposing or each adjacent character. So what you do is you fly him out there. And after a couple of turns, he starts automatically dealing damage. And then he has poison and plasticity. He has super senses. Um, and I believe he has as a trait phasing teleport, probability control and shape change. And his powers cannot be countered. So... So he's got shape change and super senses his entire dial. He's got plasticity. He's got probability control. He's 150 points with Indom. He's about getting in your opponent's face and tying down and doing damage over time. As long as he doesn't die, you'll win the game. And I think there's a lot of things that just came out that'll make him really, really tough to kill. Um, his biggest fear right now are Shredder clones. They don't have to attack them. They just poke them down. Um, but looking at the piece, I think there's, I think people are missing something about this piece. That's just going to annihilate all the biggest characters out in the game right now. I don't know what it know. is, but they're yeah. missing. I know Aaron ran. Uh, I was sitting beside Aaron at a grinder and he was run, running a worm team and he won his grinder. That's with the, the worm team. About, yeah. That's where I got and, the idea. And I, I, when I looked at the piece, I was trying to understand, but you're right. He also has some rollouts since he has traded shape changer. You, you, you're not going to get rid of it. He has that probability control. He has his rollouts with his super senses. He's got a wild dial, but I do like that it says unavoidable damage instead of penetrating. So that, that yeah. should get through invincible, right? It will get through. Yeah, it will. And that's that's the big thing right now. Um, also, at being 150 points, he has a lot of call-in pieces that hit really, really, really hard. And my idea with him is that you call, you, you do his one unavoidable damage, and then you call in in the middle of the turn, you call in She-Hulk, and she just hits really hard and finishes him off. So the whole point with him will be to, like, poke your opponent down off their sweet click, then he calls in and whatever he needs and that finishes them off for like nine damage and he can do it and he's got problems to make sure it hits. So I think, yeah. and, and he could also modify uh, attacks and stuff. Yeah. He's got a lot of potential. 150 points. That's half your build at 300. So you're after that, you know, you, you're, you're going to have to be, you have to be very, well, you have to build a very specific team for him. Mm-hmm. But he could be really hard to deal with. And also, you know, what helps him out is his lack of competitive play and the no lack of people. Go ahead. Sorry. No one's aware of him very much. Like no one. He's like a dark horse, you know, like like the lack of competitive play kind of makes him an unknown. 
You know, no one has a strategy against him. Yeah, and you don't know his dial well enough that you might knock him into places you don't want to knock him. Like that poison combat expert or the outwit. I mean, he has perplex, then two clicks of close combat expert, then outwit, then perplex, and then outwit again. All right, so moving the next guy. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's go next guy because that one's interesting. I say check it, mark it. I I bet you can get him. I bet you can get him for a decent price on eBay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He can't be that expensive. The Joker, world's finest set. He is 045. All right. This is kind of a random one. I believe the next competitive thing in Heroclix will be very, very high point characters who call people in that are very expensive. The reason you play him... At the beginning of your turn, choose an opposing character within range and line of fire. Choose one and choose one. It cannot use items equipped to it until your next turn or choose a standard power that an opposing character can use and the Joker can use that power until your end of your turn. His two first clicks are prob with invincible. He On his second click, he's got a 19. He's just super hard to hit. Of course, of course he is. He's 250 points, right? Right. So... Then uh, his, his white movement power that he starts with, phase and teleport. Once per turn, when another friendly character within range and line of fire misses all targets on attack and actions resolve, you may place the Joker and that friendly character in each other's squares. So then he can swap. So why him? He can call in every single chase from this new set. He can call in Batman God of Knowledge. He can call in Lex Luthor, God of Apocalypse. He can call in Shazam, God of Gods. Those are heavy-hitting pieces that do crazy things, and they're not very viable on their own. You might be, well, why play him instead of them? He's harder to kill than those pieces. Not only is he harder to kill, the fact that he can steal powers, he's 250 points, you can give him an entity, he's got quintessence, he can see through a lot of different things. If you're not playing yeah. him as your 250 point call in piece, you're playing a colossal character. <laughs> yeah. And, and here's the other thing you mentioned him. He's so hard to kill in a, in a competitive, we're talking competitive. Okay. And there's a huge difference between meta competitive events and a casual event, which can actually go past the time limit. But in a time limit, you look at him, how many points can he kill in 50 minutes compared to how many can you scrape off my team in the same 50 minutes? Exactly. Um, you know, I think his biggest weakness is that he doesn't have sidestep. He can't sidestep away from the guys he calls in, but since he can switch places with them, I think that might give him a sweet advantage to being able to like, okay, that guy missed everything. I'm going to switch places with him now that I can see him. And uh, now I'm farther away. And also he could do that with his support too. If you play him with other pieces, if those guys make a crappy attack and miss, you can swap and then the, the guy will disappear. Okay. So he can do this. You're talking about his, his first two clicks have this power and when another friendly character within range line fire misses all targets of an attack in action, you may place the Joker, right? That's the power we're talking about. Yeah. You can place yeah. them in, in each other's square. So they like, so they would place each other. Yep. 
So, so yeah, he he's going to be interesting. Two fifty, where I do think he might see some play is the four hundred limited rocks. Yes, yes, yeah, for because sure. The extra one fifty gives him a lot more room to you know use that trade a little bit more effectively. He can have some yeah. more little characters running around and get his uh, stuff. But I do like him. I I, I swear I never would have thought of him. I've not seen him. He's yeah. This, that's a pretty good one. The other character you can use is the Lex Luthor Joker duo from the same set. And essentially you're going for the same kind of concept, except for your 50 points cheaper. So you can only call, you, you don't get to call him Lex and, and Batman, but there, this was actually a strategy that, uh, that almost beat me uh, in one of my WizKids opening a while back. And I think he might get revamped. He might get a new set of characters to call in. You know, there's a lot of new calling characters that are right up his alley. This Joker, Lex Luthor duo can sidestep twice during a turn. And it has duo attack. Um, duo attack is not seen anymore, but it's still legal for use. So, and it hasn't, doesn't have damage depletion. Mo- I don't believe it has damage depletion modifier anymore. So, yeah. you know, what you do with him is you just run around and you, you like he doesn't die either because he's got mastermind i believe uh yeah he can use mastermind um and so you play him with pieces like to 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 dish his damage too and then he doesn't die and then he calls in big baddies that do all the work for him and then he just walks away from them and they disappear you don't get the points from them and so he's the safer option of the two but if you really need to call in bigger pieces, then the other Lex Luthor is your option or the, the other Joker. My bad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I like that. I've, I've seen, I've played against one of these in a tournament once and he was a tough, tough nut to crack. I've got to you say don't, that. Dial, you don't know what he's going to do. He's tough. He's very difficult to play against. I also think because of his duo attack, he might have the perfect chance to take down Uni Mines. But we'll see. We'll have to see, you know. Yeah, and see, pieces of what I would say, yes, that's, that's a problem. Like I ran into uh, killing a Beta Ray Bill, uh, killing a Unimon with stop clicks at the very end. You have to get them to the end one, and you have to do another attack on them. And you another start running out of actions. You start yep. running out of actions. You can't do yep, it in yep. one turn. I agree. So that's kind of cute. All right, so that's those are all great. You got more? Come on, you know, we love it. I have a few more. I'm a few more. All right, so this one, if you've heard our podcast, I rave about this piece all the time. This is the Chase Raphael. <laughs> Chase Raphael. Oh, yeah. I do like Chase Raphael. Chase Raphael. He can use flurry and he deals penetrating damage when making close attacks. Okay. All of his damage is penetrating. I don't care how you use this piece. If you give you if you give it the sniper rifle from the Punisher Man, it does penetrating damage. With a sniper rifle, wow. if you get rocket launcher, all four damage is penetrating, and then all the splash damage is penetrating. Um, that's why he's on this list. Um, you know, we don't really have to go into more detail about this character because it's just that attack power. Honestly, I don't know what I would do with him right now. If I had to play him against Uniman, I don't know what I would do. Uh, but I know that that penetrating damage could be super huge. Somebody's going to figure something with that before it rotates. I'm working on stuff. It'll happen. Now, the last two are 
my dark horses of dark horses, and neither of them are chases or super rares. So I saved them okay. for last. All right. All right. Cool. Dr. Demonicus. And the reason why Dr. Demonicus is so good right now is he gets to call on those colossal characters. Because of their giant reach of three, they can reach people really, really far away. And and on top of it, no one is kind of gung-ho for the back lines, so they're not going to really kill Dr. Demonicus anymore. And they do heavy, heavy damage. And some of them like this one, uh, the hands of five has flurry. Well, you might go, that's 80 points for just for that. What am I going to do with that? Well, if you play him with the green lantern from Elseworlds and he dies, the pogs don't go away. They stay. And if you resurrect him and you give him a power action, he's considered a new character, which could give you the exact same character that's already out or one that's already been out. You can get him again. That's a nasty trick. That's nasty yeah, right there. Pretty nasty. Uh, uh, that would be interesting to have two of them out <laughs> flying around. The other thing is that I believe TK can now TK colossal characters as long as they're not more than one square uh, in width. Right. Which means you, yeah. can now, you can now TK them, and now their reach is even farther. So I'm waiting for someone to realize that and just TK colossal monsters out from the edge of the map see what they do um the last piece i have is a piece that i thought was going to be meta that never became meta and it's the punisher excuse me the punisher from the civil war set okay what it does you're talking about the one that has the basically flurry from range yeah but it's it's better than that so yeah at the beginning of the game you place three ammo tokens on this card. When Punisher KOs an opposing character, you place an ammo token on this card. All right. Trait. When Punisher targets one or more character with a range attack, he may remove one or more ammo tokens. If you do, when making the attack, uh, it can be uh, it cannot be re-rolled. You may roll an extra D6 for each removed uh, uh, token. Choose two dice for the attack total, right? Right. Right. And then here's the big one. Give him a power action, remove an ammo token to make a range attack, and then make another range attack. The attacks doesn't have to act. Uh, the attack doesn't activate damage depletion, which is gone anyways right now. So why is this so good? Well, if you play it with the Punisher van, he's an 80 point Punisher. You can give him the rocket launcher. He has an 11 attack. He has the wild card team ability, and he could do four damage and then four damage. Again, um, if you're fighting Unimind or if the right pieces come out, you could get him crushing entire teams by himself. Um, he is the reason I believe there is no Punisher ID card. I mean, I know that Punisher doesn't really fit as an ID card character, um, but they made some weird ID cards in the past. Um, and oh, yeah. I make sure I think he's the reason they didn't because he would just would have been super easy to kill a ton of things. You know, I played this piece when we were doing the Civil War, and I really liked him. And I did expect some pieces from that set to maybe make it in there. But they've never seen him. Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. So he's a little Dark Horse piece, I think, um, never gets touched. He's only really good with a certain few other pieces, and that makes it very difficult to play. And a lot of these pieces are only really good to play with a few other pieces. 
Um, and that's what makes it so hard to pick them out of a out of the groups is because you need something else to play them with to make them good. Whereas Uni Mine, you know, Uni Mine's good on his own, and then you just top off Nighthawk Prime to make it, uh, you know, so he could fight other Uni Mines. Um, so it's really easy to say that, you know, it's really easy just to be like, well, here you go, here's something awesome with something <laughs> awesome. Everybody's- yeah, it makes it. Yeah, it just makes it easier. So, uh, so is he your last one? Or you got one other dark horse. That was my last one that I put on the list. Um, there are definitely more pieces to talk about, though. Um, uh, I do like what you're you're showing. I mean, your your theory. I won't say your theory, but it seems like a lot of these pieces we're talking about either have a high damage potential, hard to kill, in a certain point range. Am I right? Mm-hmm. They, you know, um, I do believe the meta is shifting a little bit. And I, I want to ask your opinion of this. Um, we are shifting from high point call-ins down into the lower hun- to 100 or below call-ins. Have you started noticing that? Yeah, I did notice that. I noticed that the call-in characters, we started to see a little bit, a little bit of that when Nick Fury came out. And then, and then um, last year at Worlds, it was it was like Jakeem versus High Point Collins kind of, but like right now we have these two amazing pieces that are really cheap. We have Green Arrow, uh, Chase, and we have the Hawkeye Chase. Um, I don't know what it is about with kids and archers, but they always like to make them super good. They're like ah bows and arrows. Everybody loves bows and arrows. <laughs> um, but those it's two the Robin pieces Hood effect. Yes, yeah, the Robin Hood effect. <laughs> um, they. <laughs> Yeah, just in your friendly neighborhood. Robin Hood. Oh, he just shot me in the face. Okay. Um, Yeah, those two pieces are really cheap and easy to call in. Why would you bother calling in something big? They do the damage you need. They do nifty things. They're almost unstoppable damage-wise. Why call anything else in? And then that's it. That becomes the answer. So you call in things that have top-heavy clicks. And so I've been looking for big pieces to call in. That's why I haven't been doing it is because there haven't been, but this new set with the chases that it brings out, like if you can call in that Lex Luthor, let's look at that Lex Luthor oh really gosh. quick. Oh, man. It can make two attacks. First of all, if you're within six squares, opposing characters within six squares and lower points, which is everything can't reduce damage by more than one. That means if Lex Luthor punches someone with Invincible, he still does two damage. I mean, he does five damage anyways, but he does two damage. Then, when running shot, when Lex Luthor, God of Apocalypse, hits with a range attack, after resolutions, he may use telekinesis at no cost to target the hit character, which means you can TK a heavy object and hit that character and didn't do two damage because they can't reduce it by more than one. So he just yeah, says character. You know, yeah, and we still have, don't we still have the Lex Luthor ID card in rotation yeah. right now? It's, it's a, it's a con exclusive. So it won't rotate for a little bit longer also. And then on yeah, top, it. you have Batman. Batman's 225. Opposing characters within six squares and lower points can't use perplex. Guess who uses perplex? Unimind. 
He has a white damage power that's outwit. When Batman, God of Knowledge, uses it, instead of choosing one power, he may choose two powers or a team ability. Okay, well, why is that so good? Well, if he uses his perplex, you just call in Batman. Batman looks at him and says, your perplexes don't matter anymore. Your buff to your defense doesn't matter anymore. Guess what? Now, since you use perplex, I'm going to outwit your invincible. I'm going to outwit that shape change. You have no defense powers. I'm now going to punch you in the face for four damage. And then I'm going to leave the mat because you just sidestep away and he's gone. So if you play him with Odin Prime, you can call. So you can't call in Lex Luthor, God of Apocalypse with Odin Prime, which is a pain right. in the butt. But what you can do is you can call in God of Knowledge Batman and you can call in Shazam God of Gods in the same turn with Odin Prime. So really the trick that I'm thinking out is that if they call, if they move up with Odin Prime, not with Odin Prime, with, with Odin Mine and I have Odin Prime, my first mm-hmm. turn I call in Batman Batman gets really close in. He does his thing. He can't use perplex. I outwit something. I hit him hard. I knock him off his first click. Then on my next turn, on my next turn, I call out um, Shazam and uh, Nick Fury. And I'm going to shoot him with Nick Fury to get him to his stop click. And then I'm going to pulse wave him with Shazam and try to go for the win and just kill it right there. And then it's going to split apart into a bunch of characters, but Odin prime should be strong enough to fight all of those characters by himself. And that's my strategy. That's what I'm trying to work on right now. Wow. That sounds, that sounds pretty good. And I, yeah. I do. And you made me start thinking I was sitting here and you know, that's why I love talking to other players about and see how they do this stuff. But yeah, that um, if you can get, those those chases come out because they do such nasty little things and they do so much damage. And mm-hmm. right now it's all about taking out certain pieces. You know, they mm-hmm. can win games for you pretty yeah. easily. You know, a lot of people are talking about how these pieces are too big. And that's why the Flash God of Death is so popular right now because that thing is amazing. Trust me, it's amazing. Um, but the other pieces do have value. And I've been saying all of it as a call in and people are looking at me funny, like they're too big to call in. And I'm like, no, you're not playing big enough pieces. If you want to call Lex Luthor, he's 250. That's a lot of points. Why not just play him? Because I can still call him in. If you play a colossal character, let's go to the Thor set really quick and go down the Colossals. Whoop, I was looking at those, the ones that are over 250. 250. How many clicks does it take to kill that thing? 15 clicks to kill that thing? Yeah, that's Which not one are we easy. Looking at? I'm looking at uh, Miss Marvel. She's 250. She's a random piece I picked up that's 250, right? Well, right. guess what? 15 clicks. Good lord. 15 clicks. You know, the the most damage that Unimine teams really do right now um, with like one go is they call in um, Nighthawk. Not not Hawk. They call in Nightwing and they perplex his damage up to a six and they swing for twelve. They outweigh your defense powers and they hit you for twelve whole damage and they try and kill you. Well, even if you did twelve whole damage to this piece, it still wouldn't die. And that says something. That says a lot, you know. It and all it would have two more clicks where it would be able to heal and it has a stop click at the end of it. 
Now, am I saying that you should be playing Miss Marvel as a calling character? I don't know, maybe, but the fact that it can survive Unimine's most damage dealing attack with everything going wrong for it says a lot. No, I, I think I think that does say a lot. And I mean if you kind of look at it too, I kinda like uh Colossus as calling characters as we saw with Ed at the Rock. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw his match, but the ability to continually call in people every turn stamina. Yeah, I mean that's huge. And know what's know what's funny about this Miss Marvel is that you can call in this Miss Marvel for 15 points. She's a 15-point character call-in because you have the Miss Marvel call uh, ID card. So you could be playing like Florissal Colossus at 200 points, and it's calling in random characters every turn, killing itself, and then healing while sitting in a bucket of water. And then at the very end, it calls out Miss Marvel for 15 points. She flies across the map. She attacks their Colossal character. And then she attacks another character with her colossal retali- or she attacks colossal retaliation, hits everybody, and then she tries to attack a colossal character for points. Yeah. Yeah. You just try to snipe points. So so really, um, to to look at some of this stuff, some strategies we gotta look at in Hero Clicks is how can we use resources? Right, what characters maximize resources or, you know, what we got out there. And right now our biggest resource and it looks like going forward will be ID call ins. Oh yeah, it's only right. gonna be yeah. The only other option we have is the Punisher van and Supreme Intelligence. All right. Which you can still use ID cards. Both of those two types of teams. The Punisher van is a character himself. You have to play him with more characters. You might as well throw ID cards in. The Supreme Intelligence is always tw- only twelve points, and it doesn't do a whole lot. You know, it gives you random powers. After that, you're probably playing with a bigger size team and you're probably looking at trying to build call-in teams with supreme intelligence. Other than that, you're playing the teleporter. Right. Hey, okay, so I have a couple for you and I just want to run them by you and see what your thoughts are, okay? Yeah, go for it. Okay, one figure I think when he came out, I was, I was very excited about and we've not heard i played them and is it that we just not we just had better pieces come out but the doctor strange shifting focus oh no doctor strange shifting focus is amazing um i think the problem right now with him is that his best aspect is actually calling or is carrying people into battle um and then shifting into a defensive piece or or attack piece um he's really easy to kill so people are probably wary of playing him because of Unimind and like all the call-in pieces and stuff. But let's just pop him up really quick as the as the carrying piece. But boop, boop. There he is. Well, he can carry, carries two. Yeah. He can carry two people and he can carry them up to 12 squares, right? Well, hypothetically. Well, right. the one problem is for every character he carries, he carries minus his two squares. So he doesn't carry as far as Overdrive, who is his biggest rival right now. Every carrying piece in the game is rivaled by Overdrive. So for 50 points, you could play him. Or for 34 points, you could play Overdrive and get another couple ID cards in. The thing with Overdrive is that even though if you hit the Drive token, it doesn't actually kill Overdrive. 
So one, two, three, four, five clicks to kill this Doctor Strange. So if Unimine shoots this Doctor Strange, it pretty much kills him, right? And that's 50 points. Right. So you just hit your opponent. Well, for him to kill Overdrive, he has to make two attacks. Overdrive also moves farther and has sidestep. So it technically moves twice. That moving twice can be the difference between a Shredder clone getting to do two damages to you or one. Doctor Strange is amazing. By no feat is he not amazing. It's just that something's better out right now. Right. I agree with you. And yeah, Overdrive is your ultimate taxi. Mm -hmm. Um, I think think where Doctor Strange comes into conversation is when you're trying to put together a theme team. And his mystical his mystical keyword really works well. Yeah. yeah. Also, defenders. If they put out the wrong defenders in the next set, God forbid. God forbid that if the defenders get more good, because they keep pumping out good defender characters, we might right. have a. Theme team win cha- world champion. I mean, how unlikely is that to happen? Very, but it's possible. Like we just got the the Black Knight and Valkyrie, the 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 charging ones, um, right? I believe. Oh no, he doesn't have that keyword. Hmm. But I mean, we have that Doctor Strange. He's got right. defense. Well, I kind of like his. If you look at his rare one, I really like. And this is why I even look at him: is that he has that plus one to your attack if he empowers or enhances you. Yeah, and he's got both. So pretty much if he's adjacent to everybody, they beef him up. Yeah. Which is like, a to me, an attack perplex. You know, it's a passive attack perplex that you get on yeah. your characters that get to use. So they not only do they get to bump their damage, they get to bump their attack value. So that brings him into conversation. Do I want to go out there and see if he can work? Yeah, but, you, you know, you have to build a team specifically where he's going to be very valuable in. So easy, like you said, you know, it's easy to throw overdrive on a team and he works. Really, really good in ROCH because I just caught up, came up with this idea. He's 50 points, right? At 50 right. points, he could call in that new 50 point Hulk and give it a 13 oh, attack yeah. when it's in ROCH. No one's going to see that coming. What? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I call in this Hulk. Uh, he moves up next to me and uh, now he's got a 13 attack. Yeah. With five damage if he's if he's quaking and in one figure. It won't be five damage because when it quakes, it'll do I think it uses his printed damage value. Okay. So still, You're right. Here's the cool part. If you use um if you use that Captain America for a, from a while back, the one that like if you share a keyword, they can move up to half their movement, and he's also 50 points, he can call on that Hulk, or Doctor Strange can call on Hulk, and then um Hulk moves up, attacks, and then Doctor Sh- and that, that and then that um, and then you use Doctor Strange to carry carry him a little bit back, and then you give that um, you give that uh, Captain America power action, and he moves again, smashes again. That's a lot of damage. It's yeah. a that lot is. of damage. Yeah. Oh, let me show you one other piece, okay? And, uh, this is one I found out on. Well, what was it? Uh, it's, this one is I've been playing with. It's a super rare Captain America, the 54, Old Man Captain America. Oh, I know which one it is. Oh, okay. Right? 
Yeah, ADW, yes. Uh, Avengers Defenders War, number 54, Captain America. Why I like him is he has three powers that are very needed. He has outwit, perplex, and leadership, as if he was 200 points. Yeah. And he has the Avengers keyword. So, I mean, he has – And shield. And he has Avengers. And he's got stealth. And you look at him, he's like, well, he's kind of squishy. But he brings three very important powers to certain types of teams, you know. Hmm. I mean, that leadership at 200 points um, means that he can go around with a high point piece and take tokens off of it. Well, here's another thing that that's actually really, really cool. Once per turn, when a friendly character is healed, after actions resolve, you may roll a d6 on a four through six, remove an action token from that character. So what kind of character heals and then needs to remove action tokens? Like... I mean, if you play him with the right Nick Fury team, he provides a leadership. So you could be removing tokens with the leadership, right? You could be outwitting and perplexing with that character. And then, um, if you're also healing Nick Fury with another means, then you could also be removing action tokens from Nick Fury. I mean, I'm just using wow. Nick Fury as an example, but that's pretty crazy. Um, you could also be doing you know what that. With- you could use him with. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Who? I want to know. I want to know. Thor Odin's son. Oh, so he could do it every turn. Oh, that's great. I love that. That's a good idea. Yeah, and they're both Avengers. So you're running Thor Odin's son, who's an Avenger, with Captain America, and you put some... um, I don't know. You, you're going to have to find an Asgardian that he can call up, but every time he calls that Asgardian up, boom. He's going to... What do you mean? No, okay, no. So, like, so like the way I would do it is Thor Odinson would be, I'd have some Asgardians on the team and this Captain America, and every time uh, Thor Odinson went up and shot, and then he did restore the Asgardians, he would get, be able to take a token off because that... that a friendly character with the Asgardian keyword. If you do, he'll... Oh, I didn't even see that one. That's great. That's a really good move. I think everybody everybody is so open for just trying to use the God of Thunder one that they always overlook the, the last Asgardian. Oh. I love the lost Asgardians, man. I, and, I mean, I don't know, 300 points, but like I said, he can... He can call some people up, and if he's healing, and then he's he's able to, you know, take these tokens off. I mean, he has to roll four to six, but that's fifty percent. Yeah, I think that's pretty yeah. good. Pretty good odds. And, I, I agree. That's I think that's uh, something people are probably overlooking. What's? Well, I have an idea here. Oh man, you have seventy-five points for another Asgardian or an Avenger. You'd have to do an Asgardian to do the, the, the teleport. Yeah, the teleport. Um, That's going to uh, be the hard part. Yeah, this is almost better for a 400 point. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, Surtur. You could do Surtur. You could do uh, Surtur and, well, and the Frost Giants in your mirror. Oh yeah, you could do them. Right, you, you could, could do you could rock trolls. You could do rock trolls all you want. Yeah, you could do. There's actually you could do Venom Thor. 
Oh, he's too many points. But you could do Venom Thor. Oh, that Thor is way better than I thought he was. I'm gonna have to check Thor that Olson. out. He's he's he is tough with his ability, especially I want to say in 400, 500 point games that Thor Odinson rocks. Oh, Just yeah. because you can put some, you can. He is to me is the uh, star uh, Star Trek teleporter. Beam me yeah. up, Scotty. He just goes out there. He goes out eleven, and he can move somebody eleven. You know, and he's he, and they they have ability to make actions. Um, one thing I try to work on, and I've not been able to make it work, is Thor Odinson with Fandral, because my thought was you run Thor Odinson up, you hit, you teleport up Fandral, Fandral charges in and flurries. Every time he hits, that means you get to roll a die six. And if you roll a five or six, and the character that was adjacent to him when he started the charge, this Asgardian gets to remove a token. So there was a there was a ruling back in the, uh, right now that when you call in characters, they aren't considered plays for the purpose of um, for poison. If you get a ruling mm-hmm. that says Thor Odin's son, his power if his power doesn't count as like like carrying a character or placement. And if you use the Venom Thor, if if this works, what you would do when you would hit, you would call Venom Thor in. Venom Thor will poison and then hit someone, right? And then what happens right. is all those people that he's poisoned. Oh wait, wait. Oh no, that doesn't work. You have to hit him with a range attack. Actually, so this does work. So what he does is he he hits someone with a range attack. Hit characters are given a tendril token if they don't already have one, right? And then what you do is you take Thor Odinson and you just run away. And the reason you do that is you run away and you do his power again and you bring your... your uh, um, Thor, you bring, Venom Thor with you? Yeah, and then you poison and he brings all those people back to him. That's nasty. Be able to pull a piece away from all their support and drop them in right where you want them in your kill box. Change them. Yeah. That's pretty good. I think I think there's stuff out there. I mean, you just got to kind of dig for it. Like I said, you got to sort through the trash. And right you now we sort got through a lot the trash. There. Yeah, know? there's a lot of trash. In <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we've had a lot of sets very quickly, and I I believe, and that's why I had you on the program because you're really good about going finding some stuff. But we we have been over we've been overloaded with sets that we have forgotten a lot of pieces. I mean, yeah, I and still think Iceman's a good piece. Iceman's you know, an amazing piece. I lost to him a couple months ago, and it was kids open, and that was right after I sold him. And I was like, "That was a mistake." I mean, uh, I mean, if you really want to talk about pieces that no one's ever playing, you go to the CACW. What is that set? A Captain America Civil War movie set. No one knows this. Right. You go to Asian 13, can use Outwit. She can use it to counter team ability. She's 50 points to shield team ability. If you use her as your call-in to fight, um, and then you play it with General Lee with a big swarm team and everybody gets Outwit, she Outwits, she gets called in, she Outwits Unimind's Power Cosmic. And then you go through and you Outwit all of his powers, and then you smash him, and then you walk up with a Shredder, and ping him for his last damage, and he's dead. And that's one of the biggest combos that is being used with Shredder teams right now. Shredders are just calling, and they're playing General Lee, and they're outwitting all of his defense powers, and they just walk up and kill Unimines. And people are like, you didn't even make an attack. And he's like, 
I don't need to. Are, are, are you talking General Lane or Lee? General Lane, my bad. General, yeah, General Lane, yeah, yeah. He's a good piece. He's another piece. That I'm like, for soldier teams, he has enhancement in that right and gives you yeah. Superman team ability, Superman <laughs> enemy team ability. And uh, if you share a keyword with him, he can take a token off of you, which is current current the way the current is. But his time is kind of broken. So, yeah. and he's only forty. He's only forty. Let's see. General. General Lane. Yeah. Jason from the characters can use the Superman enemy team ability. Wow. Yeah. Enhancement. I'm, I mean, like, he was yeah. already a big he played with Nick Fury. He's just going to be put on more stuff, especially with how good Outwit is right now. Yeah, for 40 points to give your whole team Outwit, I'll take that. I'll do that. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's crazy. Well, I appreciate, Brett, you doing all this research, kind of give us some insight into, you know what, go finding pieces that are a little bit different. You know, go yeah. find something, try to do something different. Uh, we all know the Unimon. He's tough. He's 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 and, he's top of the – would you would you call him better than Jakeem right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jakeem, be, Jakeem can be outwitted. If if there was no Unimon and people were playing Jakeem, General Lane would be on a staple on almost any team. Um, I've I've came up with a strategy to kill Unimind only using poison and outwit, and you can kill him in one turn. I mean, is the strategy good? No. If you see it coming, you you beat it so easily. But it's doable. So the point is, is that if it's doable against Unimind with outwit, he's got power cosmic then it's super easy to do it against Jakeem. If you're playing Jakeem right now, you're doing it because you're trying to counter Unimind and you're trying to counter some of the other big players out there. But if it was just Jakeem like it was last year, he'd be destroyed. Outwit would be so... You wouldn't even need Nick Fury's around. You would just be like, oh, I played a few of those Batman apes for Outwit. I Outwit that. Yeah, really. (laughs) Bye. That would be it. And take care of them. All right. So that's how we kind of go find that holy grail. We just got to kind of dig out there and find, you know, like I said before, from what I'm seeing, you say, you know, they've got to do something that kind of breaks our normal rules, right? Mm. They either get ability to do high, high damage, I believe, or have almost an impossibility to die and bring in something. So, Or, Or multiple attacks. And so before we end this, actually one character that just got posted today, that is a huge dark horse, I think. I'm, I might be overhyping here, but he's a chase from the new Star Trek series. It's Lieutenant Sulu, and it's the new one. Have you seen that thing? Yes, the it's, one without a shirt, the shirtless ones. Yeah, so better send George Decay this, uh, this figure because it's perfect. <laughs> um, but people are talking about it can actually make three attacks. So on its last click, it has flurry with an 11 attack and an 18 defense. And its white power is uh, uh, blade claws fangs once per turn. If he has not moved, uh, he may u- make a close attack using blade claws fangs. Now people are kind of arguing yeah, that's not a free action. It's no cost. So how does it work? Currently, I think the ruling is that he has not moved so he can make that attack, which is the third attack. Wow. I also think it's a misprint. I think it's going to say uh, as free because a Captain Kirk does a similar power. But mm-hmm. with an 11, he's only 50 points. With an 11 attack, you could blade three times. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know if this is going to be meta, but that's huge. With the right rolls, well, with the right rolls, you can kill Unimon on the first turn. Yeah, but I mean, also, I mean, if you look at him, what's his base damage? It's one. Yeah, that'd be the only problem. Yeah, I mean, if he had a two base damage and you could get him up to a four and he could do that three times, that's, I mean, that's crazy. You know, with the new Perplex being able to stick around, that's just where it gets kind of crazy. But, How does Blade Claw, does Blade Claw's Fang say your printed damage value when you, if you, it can't be reduced below your printed damage value, right? Oh, minus one, isn't it? Isn't it yes. uh, the new rule? So what's one what's, below? Um, hero clicks. Rules. New, yeah, I'm gonna look that up really quick. Uh, what do I need? I need powers and abilities. Well, PDF takes forever to open. Come, hurry up. Yes. All right, Blade Clock Sayings. When this character's hit uh, and would deal damage during a close attack action, you may roll a D6. If you do, deal damage equal to the result instead of normal damage. Minus this character's printed damage value. Minus one. Yeah. yeah so you can't so he can do zero. He can well, do zero. Well, no, he can't. He'd always do one because lowest style roll is a one. Right, but so what, what, he's 50 points. What you would really do is you'd use him with a bunch of outwitters. You would outwit all the defense powers they get, and then he would, like, bust them up um, yeah. as, like, a Hail Mary, you know. Yeah, and at how many points is he, 50? 50. Yeah, so he's not bad. I mean, I mean, not a huge investment. Now, remember, that's also a key. It's not a huge investment to get a, get a, get a potential for a lot of damage. 50 right. points, you know? Well, yeah, the thing is that like, come in for a turn. Sideline, friendly character named Lieutenant Sulu, have free, once per game, replace this character with this Lieutenant Sulu. At the end of your turn, replace it with the other character. So, so other Lieutenant Sulus you have can turn into him and then do that thing and then leave once per game. Um, so... Okay. Kind of a shifting focus for a second. Right, for a second, for 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 the turn. But what's cool about that is it's saying his blade claws things is as long as he hasn't been moved, right? Um, hypothetically, mm-hmm. if you kill him, you haven't moved him. By the way, it has not moved this turn. You might not get away with that. Huh. Has he been placed? Moved. I think it's placement. I think you could carry him, and I think you can make two attacks just right off the bat. Ooh, yeah, so that'd have to be ruled by WizKids, but I, I I can see where you could argue that. Yeah. It's always it. You get a new figure, especially they tease it like this. We don't know how it's going to play until we actually have it hit the mat. Uh, yeah. But until it hits I the mat. I do like that. Yeah. I, I, there's one other figure I meant to tell you about. Um, one thing I started noticing, I, I, I went back to the What If set. We don't get a lot of stuff out of the What If set. But I was really trying to put together an Avengers team the other day. And I looked at, I don't know if the number two Iron Man, the one that pretty much when he does a move action does not take an action token. You know oh, what I'm yeah. talking about? Zero, zero, yeah. two. Yeah. Well, so I started going through there. And an interesting thing, to, and I say you should always pair this guy with him, is that if you're going to run him, you always put on your sideline Iron Punisher. 
because he has the ability to replace him. Where is Iron Punisher? He is zero two three in the same set. They're both a hundred points. So, um, reason why I say you can replace him. Right. Yeah, if you have this character in a style, you may give a free action to a friendly character named Iron Man or Punisher that has equal or more points and replace that character with the same click on the same click number. Yeah, so you could run out there with Iron Man and then it removes an action token. And then the next turn, you could swap it with Iron Punisher. Yeah, which now bumps your attack value up to you have Psychic Blast, you have a running shot. Your range is a little bit better. I think you you can go, you have a yeah, uh, the problem with it, the problem with it is you're just gonna get shot. You're a hundred point character, you're one third well, you're one third of your three hundred point team, you're just gonna get shot. True. And yeah, they live a while and they're gonna be able to soak up a decent hit, but they they're gonna get hit, and then swapping them is almost gonna be pointless. But what does he do? Uh, modify friendly characters. No, yeah, they just didn't have enough. They weren't. They should have been shorter dials, and they should have been less than hundred points each. And then they would have been. Oh, that'd been compl- nasty. Yeah. Yeah, they'd be completely nasty. Yeah, I do like the other Iron Man's uh, things he can do. Choose one of the following effects. He can give action tokens. His attack value goes up. Can't be reduced below one. Interesting pieces, but yeah. you know, as you said, you just gotta go out there and d- find them, uh, play with them, and you know, sort through the trash. And I, I think the more experience you get in playing more competitive pieces, the more you can sort through that trash, yeah. you know, quickly, yeah. like you currently do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I did have. A review for us to do, but since we did Sulu, I think that's that's a great review of the new Star Trek shit set. But I will ask you: Are you gonna? What are your What are your thoughts about buying the Star Trek set? I wasn't gonna buy any of them until I saw Sulu. I'm still probably not gonna buy any of them. I don't. I have the money. I do want the Tribbles because they're not a bystander token, and they have a random three defense. So I might trade for the Tribbles because I really want to. Like, ha ha ha! I have a three defense. It might as well just be zero, but they're like, no, he's got a three defense. That means something. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I perplex it down by three. Woo. But um, <laughs> I probably won't be able to get it just because of funds. And there's nothing in it that I've seen that is competitive yet. Um, when it comes out, if there is things that are, are competitive, then I will hop on board and get some. Um, if there's not, then I won't. Um, yeah, I take this one as more of a niche set than any of the ones they put out, even more than TMNT. I mean, even TMNT was niche, but it has a, I don't know, I guess in the HeroQuest community, I think it has a broader appeal to TMNT than the Star Trek, but maybe that's just me the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I hope it, I hope it does good though. I hope they put, I hope that things come out of it that are super competitive. There's like two or three pieces that no one ever sees, you know, like, and that way we get another set because we should have more than just Marvel and DC. I've been saying that for years. That's the, that was the best part about TMT was like, hi, you just got beat by turtles. 
and a whiz get open, suck it. You know, like that's why I love shredders. Shredders are like everybody's got a shredder. Like if you play oh, yeah. a whiskey, you got a shredder somewhere. Like that's awesome. Yeah, I know. But, I, um, I just I had to break down and buy me some shredders. I didn't collect so a lot of TMNT. My staple piece, like I love it so much. I love mini shredders so much. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I've got some, I got a viewer question from Malcolm Rush. I don't know if you know who Malcolm is. He's a guy over Pro- in Japan. He's not played Heroclix in 10 years, but he listens to all these podcasts. He loves the game, but he did. Yeah. Yeah. He, he calls into all these podcasts. So he's asked these questions. These are the last three questions he had asked about the Thanksgiving. His question is What's your favorite Heroclix that looks like it's eating something? Oh, 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 okay. Uh, it's Zombie Giant Man. Okay, I got you. Yeah, he's eating Black Panther. <laughs> okay, okay. There you go. Then I went with the that, – that's awesome. Giant Ant-Man eating Black Panther. The Giant Man eating Black Panther. Dead, a zombie Giant Man. Wow. That is, that's out of the – That is left field, what right? What was that? Oh, my God. I'm trying to – now, uh, mutations and monsters was it? Monsters and mutations. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. 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 He's he's got Black Panther in his arms, and in his mouth, he's got Black Panther's arm. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah. If I had to say Thanksgiving, if it was going to be a Thanksgiving one, uh, and I hate this figure. I think it's one of the ugliest figures ever made. Uh, but. It, it kind of goes with the theme is Rojas. Do you remember Rojas? No. Uh, what, what what set is that? Uh, Captain America set. It's the Chase. <laughs> it's the Native American Captain America. I mean, yeah, okay. we're talking. And as an ugly, but I mean, really, it kind of goes with he's carrying a platter. And he's yeah. dressed like a Native American. That's just crazy. Okay. So, hey, here's his other question. What kind of keywords would you suggest for a Thanksgiving theme? So, if you're going to run a Thanksgiving tournament, what keywords would y'all say, hey, these are the ones you need to go for? Um, I think you should do a Batman versus Spider-Man family because I think Thanksgiving is about family. So, any keyword that's families in them, I think, fits. I think uh, I think you should also do, like, ironic things that are not in Thanksgiving. So, like, politicians. You could do a politician theme team. <laughs> um, you can't do the Christmas stuff. You can't do the Christmas characters. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, we can come up with something better here. Pop see, up yeah, right I have now. to look up keywords. Let's see. Um, uh, animal? That'd be funny. An- animals versus humors. Yeah, animals work. Yeah. Be you cool. could do, I like the family idea. Yeah, families. I think that would be the most most uh, uh, thematic you could do for Thanksgiving. And I'd probably, I'd probably add to the animals. I, I mean, not the animals, but the families. I'd add the brotherhoods: brotherhood of evil, brotherhood of mutants. Yeah, so yeah, be kind of, yeah, brotherhood. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, those are cool. I like that. How about? His last question is, what team would you make as a Thanksgiving theme team? Do you have any idea? Um, well, I think I would make a all-axe team. 
on carrying the old hatchets go cut off the turkey's heads with. Wait, wait, that what, there's a Thor with an axe, isn't there? We have uh, an Yarnborn axe. is in it. In it, uh, the unworthy doesn't he carry an axe? Yeah, yeah. So you right? could do him, and you could do uh, the blood axe, which goes on Scourge. Um, right. Uh, you do. I just do a, a team of executioners. <laughs> then maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the chase, uh, chase Thor with just with just executioners as guardian theme. Well, could team. you put? Well, just to be a little funny, could you put like two executioners on there and then like Howard the Duck? Yes. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here we go. Here we go. It's Asgardians with axes. So all the executioners you can get and like anyone with an axe you can find versus Swamp Things and Howard the Ducks. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be yeah. awesome. That would be, be fun. Awesome. Break the whole rule, you know, so that you could get all the ducks in there you could get. Are there any other ducks? Oh, that'd be cool. Does DC have any? Uh, no, I think it's only Howard the Duck. I can't, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of any uh, bird like beings. Uh, Hawk, man. Oh, you could? Yeah. Oh, could you do? Could you do like bird versus executioners? So yeah, that bird would be people not to Listening to the show, do that. I want to see that. I want to see yeah, birds. So, so you like. Do like Hawkman and all these bird people versus these people with axes. Midnight, Red Wing, and Midnight, so they could spawn the bird tokens. That would be fun. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna build a bird team now. I'm gonna build yeah, my yeah. bird. That'd be, that'd be... Go, go have fun with it. All right. So I got one last thing. So um, announcement. Uh, I don't know if you know, but one of the listeners is uh, Michael, who runs the uh, HeroClix down in Puerto Rico. And they just had their nationals in Puerto Rico. And I want to congratulate Luis Barbatos Ramirez on his victory. This is what he ran. He ran Mistress Death, Dale Superman with Eclipso, and an uncommon Superman from Elseworlds. So I don't know what else he had on his team, but that's the kind of team he ran. What do you think about that team, Brett? What? What? Wait, he played Dale Sunderman? I said the whole point. Yeah, with it. And he put he put an entity on Dale. So the whole point is that Dale Sunderman doesn't die. He's really hard to kill. Okay. You got the uncommon Superman, which is the one that when it KOs people, because seventy points, you know, uh, yeah, when he KOs people, he takes quick damage. It's that one. I'm pretty sure it's seventy point one. When he deals damage from attack, he may choose to deal an amount of damage from one to this damage value instead of normal damage. If so, uh, Superman KOs an opposing character after action resolve, deal him one unavoidable damage. But here's the part that's weird. You may choose for him to deal one the amount of damage from one to his damage value. Which is four, I believe, usually. What, why would you do that? Uh, just so you didn't KO a guy. So you're like, oh. not going pass. So, because he, there's a negative if he KOs, because he's 70 points for his point value. He's pretty good. At I 70 mean, points, he brings a lot. 
clicks are good, but his bottom clicks are he's just a ran he's just an average character. You just shoot him for three damage and Well, I, I can guess what he was doing was Dale Suderman was very hard to kill. If Mr. Stess could get some tokens on you, then Suderman's really starting to do some damage on you. Oh, and the Superman can choose how much damage he deals to you. Right. He can come up to you and go, okay, well, this Superman deals, uh, oh, how much does it need to kill you? One or two? I do one, does two, doesn't kill you. Okay, and then Dale Sunderman leads up and just pokes you for one and you die. Oh, yeah, no, that works. It takes easy. I love it. Yeah. So, so, you know, and we, we see different metas outside the United States, you know, the anti-uni minds, you know, like, like a while back, they, there was a team that played uh, chase, chase turtles in Brazil and won. And it's amazing. I mean, yeah. All the time. Yeah. So, I mean, I like the team. I'd love to see it run. I think, uh, Michael might have the video might put it out there. So that might be amazing to see him run. Cause sometimes you have to see a team ran, but I, I yeah. I'm impressed that it won great job. Uh, glad to see here clicks coming back to Puerto Rico after the hurricane, you know, yeah. still have those people in our thoughts and prayers and great job, Michael, for your hard work and putting it together and making sure it happens. Even despite all the complications, they even had to move venues. They were without power for days. So, you know, awesome. Love to see it coming back. So do you yeah. have any parting shots? Do you have anything you want to say? Anything to add before I close it out? For it? You know, check out all the other places. You know, there's a lot of a lot of us podcasts out there. Um, I just like talking about the game. I don't, I don't think I could be any happier than this, you know? And I tell you, it's amazing talking to you and having you on the podcast. Uh, I'm just going to let all my listeners know. Email your comments and questions to lostinclicks at gmail.com or contact me on AC Realms under the ID of Colossus TN. Like our Facebook page, you can search on Facebook by typing in Heroclix for Lands. Please rate and review the podcast under iTunes. We'd love to hear from you about your new WKO ideas and teams. WKO season is going to be upon us in February, so we need to start getting ready for it. If you want to play online, just let me know, and I don't I always can try and schedule some time to play online. And always remember, if you continue rolling double sixes with double sixes, you never miss. I'll talk to y'all later. Thanks. <laughs>